Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, wherever and whenever you happen to be watching us, listening to us in the great wide world brought together by the internet. Last for you guys to do a podcast are here on a beautiful Sunday afternoon slash evening in the metro Atlanta area. We weren't with you last week due to Mother's Day, so I hope all of you enjoyed that particular holiday. We connected with your moms if they are with us, and I hope they are. Well, let's see. We were didn't talk about the NBA last week, so let's talk about the NBA. Uh, got some Game 7s going on right now. Boston just uh, dispatched Milwaukee. Little, That's a little bit of an upset, I think. Boston, I think Milwaukee had the... Milwaukee might have had the more of, of the uh, momentum going in. So Boston in Milwaukee gone. We'll have another Game 7 coming up in a few moments as Phoenix and Dallas get ready to play an elimination game. Nothing's more exciting than a game seven. But unfortunately, Daniel, Daniel and Leon are with us. Um, Boston just kind of took all the, all the uh, excitement right out of it. Here's the thing about that series. And it's... Go. And it's, and it's something. Here's, here's the thing. I want to go back because a lot of people including myself, would say, wow, Boston should have finished this series off in six. Remember, the series was tied at two. They had that game five. They were up 17. And all of a sudden, Milwaukee wins by three. Okay? So now the game is – the series is over. I mean, clearly you can't go back to Milwaukee and, and win game six and then come home and win game seven after that humiliating defeat, right? Wrong, wrong. This is what great teams do. Great teams, great championship. Great teams have to have stars that can get you there. But championship teams have superstars and role players that play well at home. Here's And here's the fixture. Let's take you to game six. First off, Boston's not supposed to win this series. Okay. I didn't think they were. Yeah, I don't think I didn't think they were neither. Okay. But Jason Tatum put up 46. Superstar. Superstars have to be able to play well on the road on the road. Your role players play well at home. That's how you build that. That's how that championship formula starts. Game six. What did we see? Tatum. Tatum went off. 46 points. And and Giannis had a 40-20 game. <laughs> The first one of any kind since Shaq. So it was like, hmm, what, what is this? <laughs> you know. Right. And then in Game Seven in today's game, if you if you just look at it, the role players stepped up. Even though Tatum and Tatum got in foul trouble, man. Tatum had four fouls like in the third quarter, but the guys around him stepped up and yeah. they made things happen. In this series, and and that's what you have to have in terms of a championship formula. Yeah, your superstars play well on the road. Your role players play well at home. Yeah, and the Boston role players, um, outside of Jason Tatum and Jalen Brown, mm-hmm. really stepped up when Jason Tatum received that bogus offensive foul call, which they they were thinking about upgrading to a flagrant one. In which he was actually the one, like which um, was Con- Connington, actually fouled him. The, it was actually a defensive contact before it was offensive contact. And you know, I understand that Pat Connington he caught a mean elbow to the face, but it was a basketball play. It was not dirty. It was not Draymond Green s. Right. And what I mean by your role players, Grant Williams. Oh man. Twenty-seven points in this game. He went completely off in this. He huge third quarter. threes and made seven of them. Huge <laughs> third quarter. Huge third quarter. Just, just made it work. Just made everything happen. Smart had eleven points. He didn't shoot the ball well, but guess what? He 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 had eleven points and he had ten assists. He did what he was supposed to do. Al Horford didn't play well, but defensively he was a liability. I got one for you. Mm-hmm. Speaking of um, Al Horford playing well defensively, if I told you 40% to 12%, what does that say to you? 40% to 12%. 40% to 12%. Three-point shooting? Yes. 
We're talking the the Bucks shot four for thirty three. Twelve for yeah, you're not gonna win like that. You're not gonna win a game like that. <laughs> Versus Boston. Twenty two. Twenty two. The Boston I believe the Boston Celtics shot I, I believe the last game, you know, the game one, they shot the most threes they've ever shot in in, in a game as a, in franchise history at fifty. They lost the game. Yeah. Okay. Now you would think after that, okay, cool. But they don't have Rob Williams. So they can't play inside out. This time, they shoot 55 threes, but they made 22 of them. Yeah. And didn't they have a 22-point lead at one point toward the they end did. of the ballgame? They did. They had a 22-point lead, and it was um, it was like 97-75 and that's, something like that's that. That's the reason. And that's the reason why. Yeah, they couldn't hit. They could just lost the outside shot. I understand this. But were they forcing the outside shot? Were they trying to get back into it by hitting by – Draining threes, and they just didn't have it for them tonight. If we look at, if we go by quarter by quarter basis, I'm sure that the majority of the three pointers that were shot by Milwaukee were shot during the third and fourth quarter. They were trying to get back into it, and then they were they were pressing. Yes, and you cannot press. Now, I'm not a big fan of. Now, it was a very exciting win for Boston. I'm pretty sure the fan base, just everybody loves a great massacre. Yes, especially (laughs) for a game seven. (laughs) Especially for a game seven, you know, you're not worried. You can uh, hit the concession stand, get that watered-down beer, you know, enjoy yourself. But shooting 55 threes in a game, um, you're going against Miami, which is – Miami has made their bones as being a perimeter defensive powerhouse, spearheaded by their best player, Jimmy Butler. And they have a great inside preface in Bam Abibayo. Well, that's what they did against Atlanta, shut down the three-pointer. Shooting 55 three-pointers – in a game for Boston will equal they're going home in five against a team like Miami, who represented the Eastern Conference Finals as recent as two years ago. Yes. So, they're, I believe, hopefully they have a healthy Rob Williams back. Um, I mean, like I said, the three ball is exciting. Mm-hmm. But at the end of the day, I believe that it's bad basketball because it could go either way. It's it, bad basketball to rely on it. Yes. To make to be so one dimensional that that's your that's your play in it, game in and game out, and with the Miami team that is known for stopping the outside shot, I mean Boston's a smart squad. They're going to know that. They're going to know that if the best way to attack the team is it's not that way. You got to try something. You're going to have to try something. You're going to have to go inside. You're going to have to spread out the offense, uh, the defense a little bit. Absolutely, and understand these numbers right here. Boston shot 88 shots this game, right? Mm-hmm. 55 of those for three-pointers. Yeah. yeah. That's another thing, too. <clears throat> of course, like I said, it's such a confidence shot. So once you know it's going in, you, you don't feel bad about continuing to hoist them. And it's Milwaukee not getting out there and making those sh- outside shooters uncomfortable. Right. So I would just say that going forward, I'm going to need Boston to play more of a half-court game. If you're trying to make it out this Miami series alive, I mean, I, I you know – it was a great win today. Great win today. It was. Mm-hmm. Oh, I thought you were. Oh, I'm, I, are you, you, I see it's already wound up no, for no, you. No, go, ahead, go ahead. I want you to finish just your point, yeah. and then I, I get the mind. Though today was a, it was a great win, but you guys are not Golden State, and I don't believe that winning and playing at a pace such as that shooting 55 three-pointers in the game that is not enough to sustain you. That's like throwing a bunch. That's like pretty much in a football game, your offense consists majority of Hail Marys. Uh, low per- I would say low percentage sideline shots or maybe just over the middle. But you're right. It, they're going after deep balls. Right. Right. I think this is going to be an old school kind of like knockout, drag out. Maybe even going back to the late 80s defensive battle because I think we've got the two best defenses left uh, in the NBA in in terms of probably in the playoffs. Yes. You know what I'm saying? In terms of just that, we saw what Boston was able to do with Brooklyn. And I think Boston had the toughest road. You take on the Brooklyn Nets with Kyrie and KD, and then you take on the defending champions with Giannis. Now, let's not forget – 
they went seven games without Chris Middleton. That's true. Middleton did not play in the series, so let's not forget that. Holiday did not play well in this. He didn't shoot the ball well. I thought he played well, but he didn't shoot the ball well in this series. Nine, nine, nine for 21, game seven. Right. And then it was one game he took up 30 shots. and But that's because he's taking up Middleton's shots. Right? And it just came down to a point. I, I think Boston's role players played one game better than Milwaukee's role players. Yeah. Now, in terms of this... Because this Miami team, <laughs> they said this, they appear to not like each other. <laughs> when you have a team that don't like each other, that I mean, they 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 love each other, but some days they don't. I think towards the end of the year, they got tired of playing these meaningless games. Right, <laughs> clipboards are getting thrown. Each other, right, yeah. <laughs> like you know what? I'm so sick. I'm so sick of that that I'm sick of you. <laughs> but that's a beautiful thing, though, because it they is. understand that they are part of something that is bigger than themselves. When Butler and and Spoke got into it and Dub got in the middle of it, I said, uh-oh, <laughs> Miami going to the finals. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's, such a, it's such an oxymoron, but we've seen this before. Now, I mean, we've all fought family members. We've all fought friends and all of that. And then we came out. I'm the best man in my God brother's wedding. <laughs> when we first met each other back in the sixth grade, we did not like each other. This is the first time I've said this on air. You know, okay. shout out to my man Desi Coverson. We're we going to be in uh, Vegas in about a month or so. So, you know, to celebrate his wedding. But we started out not liking each other, right? Here's some 25 years later, Twenty-five uh, years ago, he's standing next to me at my wedding. Hmm. Now, I'm his best man in his wedding. You know? So, it's just to show that sometimes that starts out. Relationships sometimes start out, you know, like, and, and you might have it in the middle where it might be bad. But, it makes you better. Yes. <laughs> it makes everything better. And that's what's going on with the heat right now. But I'm telling you. Heat Celtics, this is going to be – somebody going to come out with some scars. It's going to be some blood, sweat, and tears. This is going to be – this is going to hit different. Because I'm looking forward to that Marcus Smart and Jimmy Butler matchup. Mm. Man. <clears throat> That's going to be very interesting. That's, we'll, we'll see how um, – both, both of them are known for their defense. Let me ask you this. Do y'all think the winner of this series – we're talking about the two stars. I think you, you want to talk about Tatum and Butler. Mm-hmm. Was the winner of this series actually? Because I, I don't think they've been elevated to superstar status yet. I think uh-huh. I think Tatum is on the cusp. Mm-hmm. And I think Butler should already be one. But does this <clears throat> automatically put them on superstar status? Uh, Jimmy Butler, though he's a great player, and he's stringed together some seasons. And mm-hmm. would we say that Jimmy Butler is a potential Hall of Famer? Yeah, yeah. Future Hall of Famer. He he. Because I I believe I was talking to my nephew about this today. And um, when you think of great, uh, a good player can string together good games, about five good games straight. Mm-hmm. Then, uh, you know, they're, they're moderately consistent. Right. A great player can string together a couple years of great play. You know, your um, Jerry, um, Jerry Sackhouse, Rod Strickland. Mm-hmm. But then your Hall of Famers can string together a decade's worth of great work. You know, just great work. I will say at least seven years. Seven years straight of just great, of turning in 20 and 10 seasons. Mm-hmm. You know, things of that nature. Because um, we were talking about James Harden. It's like, dang, did James Harden, just, his status has just been compromised. I want to talk about uh, Philadelphia. We're going to that. Yeah, yeah. So, when looking at Jimmy Butler. Yeah, they definitely need to be talked about. Oh, yeah. yes. When going, when looking at Jimmy Butler, it's like he's looking at, he's looking like Joel Embiid trying to win the MVP. Like, damn, what more do I have to do for you guys to label me as a superstar? You know, and I'm just saying, how can I say, you know, he, you know, not that I swing that way, but he, Jimmy Butler just isn't sexy enough. 
it's, it's, for a lack of a better term, when it comes to his play, he, he's he's not he doesn't have a signature move. Jimmy Butler, if blue collar basketball was a person, right, nothing was given to Jimmy Butler. He he wasn't he he didn't he, he I don't believe that Jimmy Butler was like a high first round draft pick. Jimmy Butler came out of nowhere with the Chicago Bulls. We didn't expect this. So I was like, you know, we're just not giving Jimmy Butler his respect. No. That, that's all it is. We're, we're, we're being very disrespectful towards Jimmy Butler. Jimmy Buckets. Right. But would you put Jimmy Buckets um, in the elite conversations of a Kevin Durant? No, because he hasn't won a title yet. Even before Kevin Durant won a title, he's a superstar. Well, yeah, yeah. I mean, Reggie Miller never won a title, but we call him a superstar. Now, yeah, I, I get, I get what you're saying, but now it's like it's almost like comparing apples to oranges. I see what you, I see your point. Though. Would you call Would you call Jamal Murray a superstar? No. No. Understood. But here's why. Murray has potential to be one, but Murray can't stay healthy. Right. right. The last two seasons, he's been down during this time where Jokic is needing him. Okay. Jokic okay. is more of a superstar than he is. Okay. Would you call um, – would you say that Jimmy Butler is in the same ballpark as Luka? Mm, that's tough. I think so. I think I would. You see, it's not that definitive, though. Yeah, right. It's not – I think I would. Because I, I do believe that Butler's a better defender than Luca. Absolutely. But Luca's game, but Luca's game is completely different. Though he plays below the rim, yeah, he's polished. He's polished. Yeah. Okay. Would you put Devin Booker in the same conversation, Jimmy Butler? Yes. Donovan Mitchell, Jimmy Butler. No. Okay, I got a, I got, the, I got the real good one for you. Mm-hmm. This <laughs> is the, this is the kicker. Would you call Dame Dollar? And Jimmy Butler in the same conversation. Dame Dollar does not win a championship, but he is a superstar. Yes. You say they're in the same conversation? I think they're in the same You think or you know? I think. You know? <laughs> <laughs> no. <laughs> I think. <clears throat> yeah. Because, yeah, Damian Lillard is, a, is an assassin. Yeah. You know, <laughs> it's not fair that that kid hasn't even been to the NBA Finals. Uh, I'm just saying. Just the way that he plays, I enjoy it. He's clutch. He's the guy that you want the ball in his hands with 10 seconds to go. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you want him in the entire fourth quarter. But, man, I see what you're saying, man. Yeah, would you put, would you put, Jimmy, would you put Jimmy Butler in the same conversation as Kyrie Irving or Steph Curry? But let's go Steph Curry and Klay Thompson. Crickets. <laughs> you know? Crickets. Crickets. It, it's that, that, that. Well, here's the thing. Clay Thompson is probably the third best shooter I've ever seen. Maybe the second best shooter. Guess who's in front of him? Steph His Curry. teammate. Yeah. <laughs> right. But Steph Curry, player-wise, is way beyond that. Right? Because he can shoot. He can score at will. He can pass. And he's got that baby face look about him, right? He should be the face of the league just off of that. Okay. Butler. Butler's like on a whole different level. While Butler can get you 40 points a game, Butler still plays like a Draymond Green, Mm -hmm. like the enforcer. Which is what kind of that, which is why it can confuse you, because Butler plays on that level, you know. Mm-hmm. Butler's the one that will get down and dirty with you, but on the end, he can still get you twenty five, thirty points. Yeah, absolutely. He, I, I will put um, Jimmy Butler in the same conversation as a Julius Randle, mm-hmm. um, comfortably. Um, like I like Zach Levine, right? I like DeMar DeRozan. I like DeMar DeRozan. Yeah, I do too. You know, I like him. Don't love him though, but I like him. I like that guy. He doesn't play for my team, but I like him. 
you know, but Buddy Hill. Um, he's your he's like um Jimmy Butler like your A minus B plus player. He's an A minus B plus. He's not quite the ninety five percent on up. He's not your honor roll students. Like he's not he's not honor roll student like your your Giannis's or um like a LeBron James at, at even at age forty six. Or um even to a certain degree, though he has not played like it as of recent, but he's turned in such a huge body of work. I'm going to put Chris Paul in that conversation too. Okay. Over, though the last three games, he's only averaged about eight points and like five assists. And he had an unfortunate incident last game where um, some members of his family were attacked in the, um, in the audience, which was very unfortunate. Crying shame, man. Yeah, I, I, that's not, ain't, no one likes to see that, and that guy should have been arrested for that. Should have been. Um, you Jokic, honor roll students. Yeah. You know what I mean? That's a superstar right there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, we, we can't, we're just done with debating that. Yeah. Joel Embiid. Superstar. Superstar. Yeah, close. And, you know what I mean? Yeah. You're, you're, Kev, you're Kevin Durant. There, you know, when you say a superstar, bam, yeah, there it is. There it is. You know, we look at Jimmy. You shouldn't have to think about it. I got your point. Yeah, absolutely. That's a good one. So, so when looking at Jimmy Butler, He's, you know, like your when, when I think of Jimmy Butler, mm-hmm. I think of your um, you know, the Detroit Pistons 2004s. Yeah. You know, um, who was the who was the the, the small not Tayshawn Prince, not um not Chauncey Billups. Rip Hamilton. Rip Hamilton. Yeah. Like a Rip Hamilton. Though Rip is not a Hall of Famer. No. I don't think he ever get in. I don't think you think they'll let him in. Well, here's the thing about the, the basketball hall of fame. It's a basketball hall of fame. So high school coaches get, get it. into that to the hall of fame. So yeah. depending on what Rip did at UConn, if he had I have to go back and look at his numbers, but he did lead UConn to a national championship. Yeah, so, but he, uh, he's a solid pro. Just like Leitner. Rasheed Wallace. Yeah. It was a solid pro. Right. Yeah, so a lot of these guys had solid a lot of these guys have solid college um, college um, careers. I mean, Kwame Brown had a solid college career. Leitner was probably the is still perhaps the greatest college bat. Well, Luau Cinder. So right, who only sorry. lost one game. Sorry. One who yeah. only lost one game yeah. at UCLA. Sorry, it's Luau Cinder, and it ain't close. Right, Tyler Hansborough had a great college career. And and Leitner might be third or fourth on that list because you still got to add Bill Russell to it. So, you know, Lynn Bias. Lynn Bias. Oh, man. And Will Chamberlain at, at Kansas. I mean, there's right. a lot of. Yeah, I, those guys were, were great. But Russell Chamberlain, let's take Russell Chamberlain and Kareem the, out. The, the cheat codes, the cheat codes. Yeah, they were the cheat codes, number one. Number two, they're in the top ten all-time NBA all right. players, right? Leitner is probably not even in the top 200. <laughs> right. As far, in terms of NBA. But college basketball-wise, that dude could play. Yeah. And he came out, and, and he gave it to you every night. Had a heck of a career at Duke. Had a great career at Duke. But he's in the Hall of Fame. Actually, I think he's in there twice. He got in the Hall of Fame as a player? Yeah. Yeah. In the basketball, in the basketball twice, Hall of Fame. Because he was with the Dream Team. So, technically. Yeah, he was the water boy. He was, yeah. He was so, he got boy. into the Hall of Fame he based on his, his, his yeah. college. Yeah. Because yeah, remember the dream team, they had that one token college player, and it was Christian Leitner. I remember that, but he got into the Naismith. And he basically got hazed for a month straight. For a month straight, right? Yes, and he got into the Basketball Hall of Fame. Well, as Daniel said, it's Basketball Hall of Fame. I mean, so there's there's Sean not Kemp NBA, not NBA Hall of Fame, right. Basketball. Hall my of favorite Fame. player of all time, Sean Kemp, is not in the Basketball Hall of Fame. No, no, right. And I love Sean Kemp. Yeah. Kemp played above the above the rim. Yeah. But you know what? Politically. Politically. It's gonna be it's gonna be tough to let him in. Was he a role model? No. No. Absolutely not. <laughs> right. <laughs> you know? Dude can play above the rim like I we ain't never seen a guy six ten that could that had point guard hops. That had point guard hops. And right. dunked on Alonzo more than three times in one in, in one game in one quarter. It was called in, in the technical. The referee just called a technical. Just stop, <laughs> stop the abuse. Just, just stop it. Unbelievable, John. It's the line. Uh, it reminds me of a line by Charles Barkley, where he's where he was, uh, where he's where he was responding to someone who said he had no character, 
I was gonna I was going to uh, sue him for defamation of character. But then <laughs> but then I realized something. I have no character. No character. <laughs> yes. You want to talk about Philly? Yes, talk about Philly because they lost. They didn't lose to Miami. They were humiliated, abused, taken out, degraded, yep. basically thrown through all sorts of t psychological torture and distress. Mm -hmm. This team fell apart at the seams. Indeed. Joel Embiid looks like a shadow of himself. James Harden, he should probably go. He's probably busting out his cane to go into the old age home. What is Philadelphia just got completely exposed as a pretender team, totally taken out. I mean, it's kind of like the, it's happened for the second straight year. What is going on with Philly? There's a lot to unpack here. It is. If you're you're if you're a GM, right? Because two teams that have um, marquee players whose futures are in question: Kyrie Irving with the with the Brooklyn Nets and James Harden with the Philadelphia 76ers. Both are looking into signing major extensions after next year. They want mega deals. Mega deals. Megatron deals. If you're Philly's GM, Maury. What, Maury. Do you, what do you do with um, – Well, first thing, what do you do with James Harden? That's number one. He's clearly not worth superstar material. I don't think he is. He's, I don't think he is. Has I mean, James Harden become a role player overnight? I mean, now, now I'm hearing, I'm hearing, you know, certain 11 commotions. Po Eleven points in 43 minutes and nothing in the second half. I'm, I'm hearing, um, their last name is James. What is it? I'm hearing. Was that Hardy's? James Hardy's. Yo, <laughs> 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 I'm hearing. I'm. That's what I'm hearing. James Hardy's. <laughs> you know, this man is, is came. He 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 came into to the league this year out of shape. But at the same time, his game still showed signs of life. Last year, he came in out of shape. Out of, I'm feeling he was out of I, shape out of protest. Out of breath. Uh, man, gets traded to Brooklyn. All of a sudden, he learns how to play a little bit. But then he suffers an injury. And, and it he, seems to he me. Wanted he wanted out. Then he wanted out. He, he seen that KD wasn't, was, his health was very inconsistent. And he forced his way out uh, yet again out of another franchise. Mm -hmm. um, goes to a great situation across the street to Philly. In which it seems to me now that the Brooklyn Nets may have won the trade. <laughs> and the guy who they traded for didn't even play. He didn't even play. Guess what? <laughs> In the playoffs, both the guys didn't play because James Harden put together one good game. No, he did. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. So Philadelphia's got – I mean, I think no way is James Harden worth what he's, what he's going to be asking for. So do no you one, are you a one-year – so do you give him like a nice one-year nice one deal, gamble on yourself if you perform? If he decides – if Harden decides to take it, he might not want to take it. He might gamble on, the, on somebody poning up the uh, superstar money for him. Who's going well, – based on, you know – and, and what is – and Philadelphia, again, this is the team that somehow cannot get it together in the playoffs. Is it just a matter that they are not re are overrated and they keep getting exposed under the crucible of a, pl of a playoff situation? Well, here's, here's, what, here's my thing, and, this is, and I'm glad you asked that question. Earlier I, I talked about championship formula. Uh -huh. right? You have your superstar. You might some teams have two, right? You have one, two superstars. But then you have you have to have role players that can play well on or at home. Mm -hmm. You want those role players to play well on at, on the road. I mean, listen, home when you're at home, role players just play better. It's, it's Charles Barkley has always said it, and and I believe it. Yes, you know, and I agree with him. And when I look at Philadelphia, first I look at James Harden. Yes, he's out of shape. He looks, he looks like he. I don't know what restaurant is big down there in Houston. I think it's State Forty Eight. But, <laughs> <laughs> uh, but, but now he's in Philly, home of the cheesesteaks. Cheese <laughs> exactly. He just don't look like James Harden. Yes. What's is, is there still, a city that's known for salads and gourmet health food? Maybe Utah. Maybe he needs to go to Utah. Provo. <laughs> I mean, you don't want to send him to New Orleans because yeah. he'll be hanging out in the gumbo shops all day. The one thing about Harden, too, that I, I don't know if you guys noticed this, but 
Harden used to be an expert at getting to the line, but now he he just can't do it anymore. Yeah. Right. He he can't draw that foul like he or either that or he's just not getting the calls. But game six to me was just like he took up how many shots did he take up in the fourth quarter? James Harden. Well, it didn't matter how many shots. He didn't hit any. Didn't hit. He hit nothing. But they he were only attempted one, I think. Okay. They, they, That's they were, terrible. They, yeah. Yeah, they That's were crashing. James Harden. No, it's, it's confidence. Because when you think of James Harden, you think of bravado. You think right. of shoot first, ask questions later. You don't think of James Harden not shooting. Were you protesting? That's when they brought you there. You're a shooting guard. You're, You're a shooting guard. Mm-hmm. You, played, you played every minute of that fourth quarter, if I'm not mistaken. And you didn't take up a shot. My heart goes out to man. Check it out. My heart Joel goes out to, to Joel and B and Doc Rivers. Man. Yeah, and and you know what? And unfairly, Doc Rivers is going to be the scapegoat out of this. Now, Daryl Morey has come out and said, "Hey, we're keeping Doc him. Rivers will be back." Yep. James Harden's getting extended. You're I... going to do that. Joel and B needs help. Yeah. And I feel bad for him because he should have been the MVP this year, and that's the reason why. You know, I'm not saying Jokic doesn't deserve it because that kid played phenomenal this year. Nearly a triple-double. Nearly averaged a triple-double this year mm-hmm. at seven feet. <laughs> right? Yeah. Him and Embiid have been one and two the last two, three seasons. And Trey Young's been trying to be the three of that. Yeah, yeah he's been trying to be the third guy. Trey Young, we already know he needs, he needs a bunch of help. He needs help. He needs and, a whole team. But it's just like Embiid, man. They, they won't get anywhere with just him. Yeah. They just won't. They just won't get there. They, again, they think that they thought that Ben Simmons would be the guy, but he folded in the playoffs. They think that James Harden would be the guy, but he aged five years in one game. And he folded. And he folded. He shot, guys. If I'm, if what type of extension James Harden? This man only attempted. No, he only attempted nine shots, and seven of which were three pointers. Exactly. Yeah. In forty-three minutes. So he's watching the game with me. Shots, Leon. Come on, man. And you can't hit one. And well, I, I mean, it's hard to say what the uh, what the defense shot, was looking like. He shot. John and I will do a, a basketball game, and we go down to the court sometimes. Yeah. John will take up more shots than what he did. <laughs> <laughs> I don't want Joel and B played a horrible game. This man shot seven for twenty-four, less than thirty percent. He shot eight. What are we? Have we got to the point where centers are shooting eight threes a game? Yeah. Yeah. What is that? Yeah. If you if you're if you're a big and you can't shoot, you're not going to last in this league. No, doesn't matter how good defense you play. Good, yeah, exactly. Doesn't, doesn't matter. matter. I don't need my big shooting eight three. But we, I'm, I'm not. You know, five out is YMCA basketball. Yep. You know that that is not NBA basketball when you're playing five out. Well, NBA basketball is completely unrecognizable from what it was. 10, 15 years ago. This is bad basketball. It is. You got teams out here shooting 43 pointers in a game? Yep. And they're just jacking them up. They, jacking them up. they all think they're Steph Curry. So it's either a dunk it's all, it's all, it, yeah, or the, a three pointer. Yeah, yeah, the mid range jumper is gone. Yeah. It's, like, a, it's a very, it's a, it's a talent that nobody values anymore. So we've never heard it's of not, Jordan. It's like uh, home yeah. runs. Right. It's like home runs. Everyone wants to hit a home run. And I think baseball's kind of getting past that a little bit. I think so, too. But the NBA is stuck in this. It's either a dunk, it's either a posterized dunk, or it's a three-pointer from the, uh, from the logo. Man, you got Larry Bird is turning his grave. He's still alive. Michael Jordan is turning his grave <laughs> right now. If he were dead, he'd be right turning now. his grave. Sorry, right Larry. No, don't, don't Larry just... Bird is lying... <laughs> Down on his on his sofa, resting his back. He just popped up and did a U turn, did a three hundred and sixty, and popped back down. Oh man, I, it's just like you know. But remember, the three pointer wasn't. When did the three pointer come 1979. in? Nineteen seventy nine. Okay, but was it, it seventy? Oh yeah, yeah, it was seventy nine. But like everything, it took a couple. Of, it was yeah. a. It was an anomaly. It but was it something. Didn't, it, didn't get it didn't really get ca- basketball until I think eighty four. Eighty-five, and then in the in the league, yeah, yeah. Now everyone's three-point crazy. Thanks to Steph, Steph Curry has revolutionized the game. Mm-hmm. And you for, could say for the worse, for better or worse, yeah, for the worse. Yep. They said that was the difference between Michael Jordan and Kobe. Kobe shot a better three-point shot than Jordan. Jordan really didn't shoot threes like that. He could, but he didn't. He shot his, his game. 
primarily was um, mid range. The yep. three point specialist of that time was Reggie. Reggie, yep. That was the guy. Then came Ray. But then everybody shot their threes. Like LeBron James could shoot a three, but he pretty much gets his money in the paint. Yeah. And on, on the mid range. Yeah. These guys, it's like the fundamentals have, have just deep, just man. For example, um, a budding superstar in John Morant. His three pointer is not. He's not really known for his three pointers at all. He's like a Derrick. He 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 reminds me of Derrick. Like a, he's like a skinny Derrick Rose. Yeah, you know, just fearless. Yeah, just, just relentless. hundred. Right? He's like hundred forty nine pounds, mm-hmm. but will rise over you. But he doesn't shoot three all that well. And he got hurt in that series with Minnesota. Do they win that series with uh, a oh. healthy John Morant against Golden State? No. Oh, I'm sorry. You're right, Golden State. I'm sorry. No. They no. still don't win it. They don't win it. It. Uh, it goes seven, but they don't win it. Right. I don't think. Yeah. I, I picked Memphis. And I don't think. I, I got caught up in the in the hoopla, and I, I mean, it looked good because you know this is a team that's a fifty win team without this man, a sixty win team with him. Yeah. They they they've beat they've they've beat major factors this year without John Moran. Here's the thing about about that team. They don't need to add anybody. I think the pieces that they have there are fine. Um, but if you're going to lose somebody in free agency, you you need to be able to Man. to relinquish that. You you need to be able to pick that piece up. Their their youth is the is the youth in them. I think guys. they're going to be fine going in in the future, yeah. man. Guys, they remind me of the 2009 Kentucky Wildcats. This is a college team all over again. Yep. Because the rest of the NBA is looking at this team like a garage, like who. who, who who are we going to pick off when it comes time for these guys to get their money? Because unless they consciously, unless they consciously come together and say we're all going to take less money to stay together, which is not going to happen, they're gone. That whole team, it's like they're, they're, that's like a you're looking at a, a college team all over again. These guys are all young. Yep. This is one of the best, well put together young teams I've ever seen, next to the Golden State Warriors and the uh, um, 2010 ish. Clippers. Clippers. Oh, uh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. You know what I'm saying? But they had a super. They had a. They had a, a, a older superstar in Chris Paul, that was pretty much guiding that team. And and let me let me add this too. Give him his flowers as well. Even though Monty Williams was coach of the year, I thought that he should have been. That's fine. You, you you come back and you lead Phoenix to get a number one seed, because everybody didn't think that you were going to do that anyway. Right. Another sixty win season, but uh, Jenkins, the coach. If it was anybody else that should have garnered MVP votes, it should have been him because you you went eight, you went twenty and five without John Morant. Yes, in the lineup. And that's extraordinary. That's, that's coaching, and that's knowing how to put how to get the best out of your players and getting your players paid and getting your players paid. Yep. And Jaron Jackson was able to come on, and he's been able to be that next guy, and he might. And if he continues what he did this year on to next year. I think he'll be fine. So the championship window for for Memphis is they got to do something and they got to do something now before those before those contracts start coming up. Uh, yeah. I yes. Yeah. Yeah. They, they have to do something. And, they, and so the question is this: Do you max out John Moran? Yeah. Yeah, you have to. Yeah. You got to leverage him. Have no choice. But then in doing that, you're gonna lose some guys. And we're talking about a. Uh, this is. I, I'll be honest with you. Though the team, because when they on Game Five, which was epic, that was an epic beatdown. <laughs> it was. And the manner in which the Memphis Grizzlies celebrated mm-hmm. was classic. Yep. But then, the sportsmanship that Draymond Green showed and the rest of the Warriors showed, as far as helping. The they they helped the crowd troll them. <laughs> right. I mean they were hyped up and you know what I was thinking when I seen that? The what? Warriors are gonna knock them into next week. Right. In game six. They already know you yeah, we're about to go off and man, please. You know, we're 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 gonna we're gonna get you guys. We'll, we'll help you celebrate though. But, yeah, you right, know. right, right, right. <laughs> oh yeah. But yeah, um Warriors were in six. I picked Memphis to win a series though. I, I said I was caught up. Which is, I mean, uh, which I, is okay because Memphis was the two seed and 
they, they didn't get there on the flu. Mm. They, they, this team really plays well. They're coached very well. It, I just, it's just they got caught by Golden State, I just who was that. not willing to give up the yard yet. Right. <laughs> right? They're not willing to do that yet. And look, if, if if they if I'm gonna put it this way, if they play Dallas, they're gonna win. They're sweeping Dallas. Yeah. Okay. I'm gonna go and tell y'all that right now. They sweeping Dallas. If they play Phoenix, which I hope that's the matchup because I think that's the matchup I actually called for at the beginning of the season. I said it was going to be a Phoenix Golden State West Finals, mm-hmm. especially with Clay Thompson coming back. Mm-hmm. Um, and they don't even have Wiseman in the lineup. So imagine that. So you, you got this kid, Jordan Poole. That's just playing out of his mind. Where did they get this guy from? Coming right? off the bench. Yeah. yeah. So um when you when you have that, I I wanna say that that series goes seven and it ain't no and you know, I, I don't know who will win that series. So, Nothing against Dallas. So you but, like Phoenix tonight. Go to say something. I like win. Phoenix tonight. Yeah. I think go to yeah. say something with the whole thing, guys. Go to state winning. That would be a great that would yep, be a great story. Can't stop that. There's too much going on that perimeter. That would be a great story if Golden yeah, State does come back. Boston. Considering Bo- where they were a few years ago. Yeah. Boston and Miami has a great defensive scheme. Yep. But um, in the words of Mark Jackson, great defense, better offense. Yeah. The way the Golden State Warriors, they're, they're, they're scrambling all over the place. The Golden State Warriors front office has did a phenomenal job mm-hmm. in witnessing the fact that you, your, your, your core, Draymond, Steph, Clay, they're older guys now. They're in their 30s now, right? Yeah. yeah. What do we do? Exactly what the Lakers didn't do. Right. We surround them with youth. Mm-hmm. See, LeBron and AD were surrounding themselves around their high school, around their high school teammates and stuff like that. You know what I mean? <laughs> you know, who are all old as they are. They, they put together the, two, what, the 2011 All-Star, All-Star team. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah, it's just you know that that'd been great ten years ago, but with the with the front office of the Golden State Warriors, they put together a bunch of young guns. Andrew Wiggins has reemerged as a star in this league. Right. Yep. You know the it's like the Timberwolves dumped him off on the Golden State Warriors. He was an excellent replacement for for, for Kevin Durant. I mean. Based on how the Golden State Warriors are built, I believe that they are the team best equipped to make the ultimate marathon and to complete the marathon of this year and come out as the 2022 NBA champions without KD. And it's the, and the irony of the fact is while KD left them hanging, hanging mm-hmm. and got swept the Golden State Warriors are proving that we don't need you. Unfortunately, they've proven that. They, I mean, I imagine. Oh, oh, Dray, oh, and Draymond has a podcast. Everybody, I'm not going to advertise it though. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> but he, he has. He's. I, I think Draymond is not. Is not above it. No, he's not above it. So yeah, but I believe that based on what I'm seeing, that the Golden State Warriors they're, they're going to carve through anybody who who they face. But it's going to be a good. If I I want to see the Phoenix and Golden State, you know why? Cause I want to see Chris Paul and um and and um. So, yeah, I want to see him. Yeah. I want, but I, I need Chris Paul to average more than eight points and five assists in the game, though. Sure. Oh, yeah. He's, he's going to have to. Listen, Phoenix is going to have to outscore and outshoot Golden State. That's what, that's what it's going to be. It's going to be a shooter's affair. Um, the Stars will be out. Aiden has got to ascend himself mm-hmm. into that conversation as well because he's not even quite a – I don't think he's probably not quite a star yet. But he's got to ascend himself into that particular stratosphere. Devin Booker, we've always said this. I've, I've said it before, one of the most underrated talents in the league. And we already know what this kid can do, right? Chris Paul, one of the great leaders of all time, one of the great point guards of all time. But you're going up against this Warriors team that has been there, done that. Plenty of times. Plenty of times. Mm-hmm. They've won three together. So... Uh, and all of them was against Cleveland, mm-hmm. right? They've been to five finals. They know what this is about. They took a couple of years a lot off because of injuries. 
and all of that. So now that they got the core back together, remember before Durant got there, the core was already there. Play Steph and Draymond. Mm-hmm. And what would life be like if you saw one of those three on <laughs> another team? It wouldn't feel right, you know? Mm-hmm. It's like Michael in the Wizards uniform. Yes. Scotty in the Rockets and Blazers and whatever else. Whatever he, he did with. toward the end. Yeah, whatever he did toward the end. Even Barkley in the Rockets uniform. Just, or I'll give you one even worse. Hakeem Olajuwon in a Raptors uniform. Oh, cringy. Yeah. Yeah. Right? <laughs> so Pat, Pat, Patrick Green playing for the Seattle Sonics. Yeah. Yeah. Those kids. For the, no, no, I got one worse. If you don't know, that's what that's where the Thunder used to be. Re- yes. Reggie Miller playing for the Clippers. Oh, God. He was supposed to, wasn't he? Did he ever get he over never, I don't think he ever did. Never got around to it. Thank Good. God. <laughs> <laughs> Good. Good, man. But, yeah, that would have been terrible. Yeah. That would have been terrible. So, what did – I mean, so you – looking at this Phoenix-Dallas game – um, you were you were saying you like Phoenix. Mm-hmm. What does Dallas have to do to win? Luka Doncic and Jalen Brunson have to go off. Yeah, okay. they gotta go Luka, crazy. Luka has to get. I, I'm I'm gonna say thirty ten and ten. I mean, he has to be that guy. But he needs Jalen Brunson, uh-huh. who who was ascending. This guy's ascending too, right? But they have to have Brunson, and Brunson have to at least hit up twenty five. Dallas is going to go out there and get physical. Mm-hmm. They gotta beat, yeah. They gotta beat Phoenix up. Yeah. Um, Luca, this guy's a point guard, but Luca's about six eight, two and some change. Phoenix's backcourt is simply too little for him. True. Yeah. And he has to play. I, I don't want it like if if Phoenix goes out there. I mean, if Dallas goes out there and tries to play like Boston, they're going to get massacred. They're going to have to play. Dallas will have to play inside out. Yes. Not outside in against and inside out is a tall task because guess what? You got that big guy down there from the Bahamas. <laughs> Deontay eight down there. Yep. yep. So but that's the only way they can win though, against a team like a, a team like Phoenix. So it's gonna be, you know, and like I said, neither team, I believe, has enough in the tank to even deal with the um the original I wanna say the original. Because I, I like what I've seen in the, the 2011 finals with Dallas State. They, they played four out, one in, and the tree blew everybody off the map. But Golden State have taken to another level. Mm. Golden State has mastered the four out, one in. Right. You know, they are – it's crazy. No lead is you, – you, you, you are – it kind of reminds me of Magneto on X-Men Part 1 when he was making a threat to my – you would not be safe. You would not be safe. <laughs> Your lead is not safe. The lead would not be safe against Golden State. Yes. So, but for Phoenix, I believe Phoenix will take this game. I it's just Phoenix just has the experience, and they've pretty much they've 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 been here and done this. Dallas is, excuse me, this is Dallas's first time being out the first round in a long time. Oh, okay. Yeah, in a very in well led by Luka Doncic. Led by Luca, um, and yeah, in a long time. I, this is probably the first time since in about shoot, almost ten years. I, I think. I, yeah. Dang, it's been a, almost a decade. And we're, we're getting older, but I just think that Dallas. If I could um, compare them to a football team, I'll say Dallas. Dallas right now is the basketball version of Cincinnati, and Luca is the basketball version of Joe Burrow. Mm. They're playing with house money right now. Yeah. So yeah, you build around him. Yeah, they're they're in ple- people who are playing with house money are scary. Yep, they, they're going. We, we have nothing to lose. That's what the Hawks were doing last year. Mm-hmm. And now people figured it out. And well, again, we got to get somebody to uh, help out Trey Young. And that right there is supposed to be um, that's supposed to be John Collins. What's, what's, what's going on? Is yeah, he... it's supposed to be John Collins, but you got you got missing. Yeah. And that's the difference between the Hall of Famers and you know John Collins is, is a good player, but far string together he has we we, we need back to back twenty and ten seasons out of him, mm-hmm. and that's something that the Hawks franchise just as a whole has never been able to get accomplished at the power four position, a good you know twenty and ten power four we try to get that in Josh Smith, it just didn't work out that way, 
he, you know, now John Collins, he did, did he had he gotten his money? Yeah. He, he's gotten his. He, yeah, he's he got his money. He got his money last you, you got your money. Now we, we need we, we need twenty and ten out of you on a consistent basis, yep. or else this team isn't going to go far. So you know, I like Click Capella in the, in, the, in the inside. You know, though he plays great. That's what you need. You know, he, he plays great defense, and the offense comes from John Collins. Yeah, right. So I was like, you know, they, but you know, we're not talking about the Hawks. You know, piece of the Hawks. I, you know, we are in Atlanta, so we're, we're going to give the Hawks some shine. <laughs> but yes, I'm I'm picking Golden State um, to win the West. I'm picking um, Phoenix to see the Golden State in the Western Conference Finals. And Golden State to beat whoever comes out of the East, either Miami or Boston. Yes, and the are, are we picking winners out of the Boston Miami series, or should we be so bold? Yeah, you got to go Miami. I'm going Miami in six. I I think just because I think they're the tougher team. I think I think Boston has been beat up enough, and I think Miami's going to go ahead and put them away. Yep. Yeah, I got to look into the stats of Rob Williams. I don't even think that's going to matter. I think Bam is going to. He's going to eat him up. He's going to eat him up. Okay. Yeah, on the inside, but I got Miami. I got Golden State in seven. Uh, they they can they're they're a team that can go into Phoenix and win that series. Uh, yeah, I like Miami Golden State. That's that's going to be a tremendous final. Well, proof that it's the NFL's world and we're just living in it. Thursday was the NFL schedule release party, and it, yeah. and it took over social media. The Los Angeles Chargers put together a absolute hilarious video uh, about their teams and when they're going to play. Looking at the schedule, I mean, your Chargers, Leon, you got AFC West opponents back-to-back. You got the Raiders and then the Chiefs back-to-back. Then that Chiefs game is going to be a Thursday night game, too. Yeah, i got to get a dartboard. So, i got to get a dartboard. So, I mean, you guys have got to come out of the gate strong because you can't afford to go 0-2 with two division opponents right off the gate. I got to get a dartboard, and I got to put Chiefs logos and um, Raiders logos in the center, and that right there will help my team. Yes. Because right now, you're right. Um, this the, the, this schedule, I don't know if the people who picked the schedules have something against us, but who gets two back-to-back division games? At least to start off. I mean, my goodness, You man. usually get it to end, but to start off with. Give me a break. Literally, give me a break. <laughs> you know, we—I mean, these guys. I mean, it's like that's like going being being a part of a street gang and going into rival enemy territory. You know what I'm saying? These guys are gunning for you on a regular basis. That's going across town. You know, these guys are gunning for us. And but you know, at the same time, it's all right though because we're going to be gunning for them. We got Khalil Mack. We got Joey Bosa. We're bringing our our wide receiving core back. Justin Herbert has a lot to prove because I need to see some type of playoff appearance. I mean, my goodness, man. That 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 little nonsense that the coaching staff pulled last year against the against the Raiders when we could have went to the playoffs, <laughs> and they were they they were actually on board with it. Yo, let's yeah, go and tie it up and keep Pittsburgh out. Yes, yeah, and it looked th- like it was going to happen too. Yeah, I mean, my goodness, <laughs> I'll never forget that. I was thinking like, oh my god, what is Leon saying? About I almost this broke now? my phone watching this nonsense, man. What are you doing? Because if we go remote on that. That, uh, we might have. I think we did. I don't think we met up. For but that well, the thing of it, the thing is, after that, after those, after those two games, you got. Oh man, does it does it open up for you guys? Jacksonville, Houston, Cleveland, Denver, Seattle, bye week, Atlanta. I mean, really, that you could sweep the tables. Your next hard game. I don't even know if you consider this a hard game. The 49ers on the 13th it of November. Depends they got, yeah, they, they, shoot. What, what's Debo Samuel going to do? Is he did, did he resign or did they? Is he? They haven't done anything. They haven't, no, he's, he's still there. Contract. Yeah, yeah they, he's going away. He, he's looking at Tyreek Hill like Tyreek Hill. Yeah. It's like I'll go to the Jets. Who's paying me? Yeah. <laughs> he's like I'm going. To, he, he went straight mercenary on him. And Debo's doing the same thing because he's like you're not about to sit back and play me like that on, and put me at the running back position. Yeah, right. But y'all don't actually have, a, a, according to whatever stat it is, y'all don't have the toughest schedule. Actually, the toughest schedule, they said, belong to the defending Super Bowl champion Rams. Yes. <laughs> it's in terms of opponents' winning percentage. Yeah, exactly. that's That's how they in judge that. Of, yeah, winning percentage. The, this schedule. The easiest is the Cowboys in Washington. And yeah, right. Like, 
They they got the Bills to start it off on Thursday night, and we know what Buffalo can bring, right? They yeah. start the season off. And they're, then they you know what I'm saying? Like, they're teed off. Yeah, right. Yeah. Then they play us at home, and then uh, they're at Arizona. That's not going to be an easy game. They're teed off. They're at San Francisco again. We don't know what teed that's off. going to be. Then they got the Cowboys at 425. Of course, Kevin Burkhart and company will be there. <laughs> uh, they've got Carolina, San Francisco, but then – but then I look at this four-game stretch that they have at Tampa Bay, against Arizona, at the Saints, at Kansas City. Three out of the four games on the road. Yeah. That's a tough stretch. They, they, they really don't. Well, they, they travel the most. That, and that's the other part of that travel schedule. The they most. travel the most. They travel the most. So they're going to be like a moving target. <laughs> Man. They, they got a huge target on their back. They do. Yeah, of course they're the defending they're the defending Super Bowl chance. Of course you're going to have the you're going to have the target on your back. But of course here in Atlanta, we're all predicting doom and gloom for the Falcons. We want part of us part of us part of there are some people out there who want the Falcons to tank so they can get that number one pick, and it's a very good tanky tanky schedule. And and they might not even tank on purpose. Like they just might get beat like straight up like. And it's nothing to say. Listen, I'm a homer, okay? Love the Falcons. Always have. Always stood up for them. But I look at this schedule. Let me go back to this schedule. Yeah. Look who we start off with. New Orleans. New Orleans. <laughs> Here. We start off with them. Who's going to be the quarterback? That's the question. It'll probably be Mariota. Yeah. The question no, is. I'm on New Orleans. They're, oh, they're that's the other. James? James Winston? Yeah, Winston's yeah. back. Winston's back. He'll, he'll be the starter. And he's got. New Orleans is. Oh. I wish our preseason schedule would count. I do too. Yeah, Lions, Lions Jets, and Jaguars. Yeah, can we can we have that count? We beat all three of them teams. Last exactly. Two. Yeah. <laughs> That's what most of the majority of our wins came from. But you got the Saints. Then it's at L.A. for the Rams. The Seahawks game can be tricky because we don't know who their quarterbacks want to be. And it's back-to-back road games. And it's back-to-back road games. I mean, if I'm Atlanta, I'm staying out there. Oh, yeah. I'm yeah. taking a page from New England. I'd I'm, stay. I'm staying. I ain't going nowhere. Yeah. Uh, Cleveland, Deshaun Watson is probably going to be their starting quarterback. Dennis you might actually get more Browns fans because of Deshaun Watson yep. and Gainesville <laughs> than you have Atlanta fans. You're going to have more Gainesville Red Elephant fans. Unfortunately, their colors are red, so they're going to come in, in red, but for red for Gainesville. Yeah, I mean, I, I really. Then it's at Tampa, home with the Niners, at Cincinnati. Oh, I mean, that's loss, 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 loss. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I think the season kind of opens up for us mm-hmm. with Carolina. That Chargers game is going to be uh, iffy. At Carolina, then Chicago. Um yeah. That tricky game is at Washington. That's a tricky game. We tend to play well against them on their home turf. Mm-hmm. It, it's something about it's something weird about it. I don't think a home team has won a game since it, since we beat them with Robert Alford ran back that pick six in overtime. I, I think that was the last time a home team actually won a game uh, in that series. Then you've got then we got to see the uh, the picket the rookie. You got mm-hmm. Pittsburgh. Then it's at New Orleans, at Baltimore. And I don't see where the season opens up for us. Maybe no. in that stretch with that three-game stretch which starts at Carolina, then Chicago, then at Washington. Yeah, I think that's that's probably it. That's, that's probably, probably it. But I think the buck stops there because now at Baltimore, we're not beating Baltimore nope. at Baltimore. Uh, then you finish out the season at home with the Cardinals and the Bucks, And the Cardinals got better. Yes. Cardinals got in Tampa Bay, still Tampa Bay. Right. So – I. But if you if you look at the draft and you look at how it was structured, we had a lot of holes to fill, and the quarterback situation just made it even worse because we had to. Fill and it exploded on them. We weren't counting on the quarterback situation going into the draft, and suddenly, oh wait a minute, we need a quarterback. Good for Watson. It didn't work at the last minute, and yep. Cleveland said, "You know what." We really don't like Baker Mayfield. <laughs> hey, hey. We don't like the fact that he throws the ball to other team to the other team when the game's on the line. So, After we made more than enough concessions for him to have a right. great team around him. And Atlanta had a great draft. I thought. I thought they had a great draft. And, mm-hmm. and you know, the question arises. It, it's it's easy to say that Ritter could probably start game three or four. Yeah. But look at the schedule. Yeah, where are you going to put him in? 
Right. Where, where you're not, you can't put them in at L.A. It's it like, oh, oh hi, here's Aaron, Aaron Donald. Give him a, uh, give him an open, uh, an introduction to the NFL. No, no, not there. Not Aaron Donald. No. Who, to me, is the best defensive tackle I've ever seen. No. If you, if you really want to start Ritter and you want to make him feel like he has a shot at it, put him in starting week ten. Put him in for that three-game stretch of Carolina, Chicago, and Washington. By then, your record is what it is. It's going to be two and seven, three and six if you're lucky, and that's you know just don't hit the panic button and put him in before he's ready. That's that's my only thing. Just now, don't do that. Now the offense, when you look at it on papers, it could be explosive. I ain't trying to say nothing about Mariota because I think we, I think we're 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 kind of taking a drawback, you know. But Mariota's 32. He's not the same Mariota, but he is still a pretty decent quarterback. He's an NFL quarterback. He's an NFL yeah. quarterback, right? Who's playing for his professional life this year. Yeah. <laughs> Which is dangerous. Which is why Atlanta probably could shock some people this year. They shocked everybody last year. They won seven games. Yep. Atlanta was supposed to win seven games last year. They were only supposed to win like three. And they were, the ex- they were in it to the week. They were week- in it to the final weekend of the season. Yep, that's all you can ask for. Yeah. So, I mean, will this team get better? I don't know. You know, we did losing Matt Ryan, your, your franchise quarterback. And then the, the, the more, probably the most underrated loss, the most underrated loss in terms of importance is Foye Aloakum. We let him walk to Jacksonville. Hmm. And you're talking about a very good linebacking court that Jacksonville is about to have with him and Trayvon Walker, who's the number one overall pick. And then they get Devin Lloyd at the end from Utah. That that's a good linebacking core that's probably going to be around for years to come. It's crazy that Urban Marley didn't last a season there, though. He, well, come on, we all knew this. We all really, we all knew this thing was going to implode. A season? Yeah. 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 Like, I, yeah. He didn't last a season. That's, that's Urban Meyer. Though. That's Urban Meyer. So was he going back to college? Like, what's he going to do? Is he out of coaching? Well, it, it, it's not so much. Him going, I mean, it'd be one thing if the team stunk, which it did. It's another thing that he seemed, A, uninterested, mm-hmm. B, couldn't relate to his players, mm-hmm. C, fooled around on his wife and got caught, and that's pretty much, that's pretty much the, the reason, and D was just tone deaf. I mean, that's what, I mean that, that's what the Charger video was making fun of when he had the jag in the bar. Oh, that's man. what that that's what that that's what that was making fun of. Right. <laughs> right. I mean, so They showed Matt Ryan in the phone booth with the, with with the <laughs> Oh man. You know, he's wearing a coach uniform and all that and Yeah. You know. But well, yeah, Urban Meyer, he just had the he had the season from Hades last year. Yeah, look, they went for the name. Yep. They had a rookie quarterback that they were trying to that they tossed into the fire, and Trevor Lawrence. And you can't do what you do as a college coach, as a pro coach, and expect it to work. You're dealing with two completely different subsets of people. You can't control them all. You can't dictate to them down to the lowest level. They're, they've got families. You, know, you, you just can't be a college coach on the pro level. And Urban, I mean, we all, like I said, did any of us expect this to work? No. Yeah, I, I didn't. I didn't. I didn't. You know, we knew it was going to implode. It was, it was Bobby Petrino all over again. Saban on a pro level didn't really pan out. Yeah, but the difference with Saban is he said, you know what? This isn't me. And he left on his own terms. Yep. Petrino and, and Urban Mott. Saban abandoned his team. Yep. Saban didn't. No, Saban did. Petrino did. Petrino did. Yeah, that's the difference. They had no Jacksonville had no choice but to get rid of Meyer. Right. He proved to be such an embarrassment that he had to go, mm-hmm. and he didn't know enough to voluntarily go. Bobby Petrino says, "You know what? I'm getting out of here before the you know what hits the you know what." Yep. And he did. Which it did because he was three and ten at that point. Yes. Mm. So it already hit the fan. Yeah, but he went behind everyone's back yeah, and got it. himself a coaching job, yep. and then left. And then he got into an accident, a bad motorcycle accident, with his uh, with a woman 
on the back of his motorcycle who was not his wife. Yeah. So, you, you know, the, the, I don't remember what it was. I just something like that. But I just know, and so you get him in the neck brace. Yeah. Uh, in the <laughs> press conference. Yeah. <laughs> like, look at his Beat neck brace. Yeah. You know what I'm look, you know, look at my neck brace. Don't look at the facts. Mm-hmm. Yes. <laughs> don't you know? So you got that. I was hurt in this motorcycle accident. Yes, and oh, then and then he decides to basically uh, redo his college career, and he goes around to the same schools he hit once before. Yeah. <laughs> so it. It was full circle, and apparently he's been forgiven from the college level. So, Urban Meyer, I don't – he's got to go away for a while, a very long, very long, long while, and I hope we don't hear from him for for a he's already uh, done. sizable he's – he's, he's already old, older. He's a senior citizen. Yeah, he is. He, I mean, what else does he have – hopefully he'll figure out that he's got nothing left to prove and just – disappear into the sunset and we don't have to deal with him. <laughs> go away. Yeah, just he's that guy. He needs to go away. John, yeah, yeah, John, I agree with you. I, I think that, yeah, he needs to go home, man. He needs <laughs> to go away. <laughs> he needs to be put on punishment, man. He's he like, done this before. Was it the Goodfellas when, um, when Ray Liotta's character was screwing around his wife? Yeah. yeah. And he's at his mission's house. And, um, you ever seen the Goodfellas, John? Yeah, and they they, they went to Paulie and um, Robert De Niro and went to his house and hey, bro, you gotta go home. Go home. Yeah, go home. Yeah, you need to go home because you can't stay here, and that, and, he, and we can't stay here either. So this is gonna wrap us up for our hour here on the last three guys to do a podcast. We'll be with you next week. Talk about the NBA West, the conference finals. They'll be in full tilt, and we'll see if uh, Phoenix will join Golden State or maybe Dallas will pull off the upset. Who knows? We'll have all that for you next week. Again, you can catch this as it redrops on Spotify, iTunes, SoundCloud, wherever you get your favorite podcasts. I appreciate it. For Leon Brown, Daniel Bolton, I'm John Morgo, and I want to see. we'll see you guys next week. Thanks so much. Have a good night.